0: Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message.
1: If you will, go with me to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. A verse that probably most of us have heard, and uh, maybe, and it's one of those verses that it rolls off the tongue real nice, but maybe we don't grasp what it's saying. And today, hopefully, we're going to help with that. Proverbs 4.23. And the writer says this, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Pray with me one more time. Father, thank you for this word. With everything in me, I believe you spoke this to me. Help me to deliver what you gave me. Help me to share the heart of the Father with your people today. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say amen. Now, since we got to get through this a little quicker, you got to help me. Because the more you amen, the faster I preach, okay? (laughs) I'm not sure how I feel about that. (laughs) Listen, all through my neighborhood where I live, Stand Dog and I, we like to walk around the neighborhood. And he harasses everyone and tries to poop in their yard and, uh, I just try to control him and prevent that. But anyway, all through my neighborhood where I live, uh, I noticed something on the on the edges of the streets, on the corners. There are, you know, drain drainways, drains that run under the sidewalk or through a grate, which is not uncommon. I mean, those are around so that our streets are not filled with water. You know, when it rains. But in my neighborhood, there are these little badges. They are blue and green badges. And it has a picture of a fish. Anybody got these? It's got a picture of a fish and a picture of some plants. And it says this, something to this effect. I should have went and looked to get the wording right. It says, do not dump flows to public stream or no dumping, flows to public stream. And the warning is this. The water that goes into this drain does not go to the wastewater facility. The water that goes to this drain doesn't just run off somewhere. The warning is this water Is going into streams this water is going into a river where fish live and where people fish or maybe swim this water is going to end up in a community lake that's where this water goes anything that is poured into that drain is going to flow down deep and then it's going to flow out and it's going to affect everything that is downstream. Somebody say downstream. Everything that goes in upstream is headed downstream. Everything that you put in here is going to affect everything out there. You know, there are many villages that get their drinking water from creeks and from rivers. They're drinking water that has been affected by whatever was put in upstream. And now, whatever was put in upstream is affecting every part of their life. Here are people going to a stream to drink. They are going to a stream for their laundry. They are going to a stream for bathing. They're going to the stream for all of these different parts of life all throughout their community. They go to one place and they get the water, but now that water affects everything where they live. So somebody that is standing upstream, or a cow that's peeing upstream, or toxic waste that's being dumped in upstream... Here is one person doing one thing in the stream, not considering the fact this is not simply getting washed out. This is now going to, it's going to go down here and they're going to take some out, but they're going to take it into their community. And now you're affecting babies. Now you're affecting the elderly. Now you're affecting the crops. Now you're affecting health. You're affecting everything. You never thought about it being related. You're just thinking about getting rid of this. You're thinking about what's convenient right here. You're thinking about what you need to get rid of. You're thinking about what's easy. You're thinking this is the quickest solution. You're not seeing the end result. You're not thinking about the baby. You're not thinking about the health. You're not thinking about the old person. You're not thinking about the garden. You're not thinking about cleanliness. Because you have not yet seen downstream and where the water's going. But what you put in here is now affecting things that you never realized were related. But the price is being paid. The results are happening. The consequences are taking place. Keep your heart with all vigilance. Vigilance. For from it flows the springs of life. Am I talking to anybody? I want to read it to you in the NIV. We don't have the NIV up here, but I'll read it to you. Listen to this. The verse reads this way, and I think it's so important. You might want to write it down, especially the first part. It starts above All else, above all else, above money, above pleasure, above convenience, you realizing real quick, everybody in the whole world needs to hear this message, especially our young people and us too. Above everything else. Priority. More important than anything else. Guard your heart. For from it, or for everything you do, flows from it. Everything you do. Everything else flows from your heart. Every area of your life, your work, your relationships, your businesses, your finances, your future, your schooling, everything flows from it. So you better guard it. You better guard it above everything else. Your heart is the stream that is constantly flowing into every part of your life, you better be careful about what gets tossed in upstream. Because now affects later. Today's choices and experiences are going to affect tomorrow's living conditions. How you want to live later is affected by what you choose on Friday night. Everything that happens to you is going to try to make its way through you. And what goes into you is what will flow out of you. What you are receiving will determine what you produce. You are a channel and a waterway. You are always, every moment of every day, everywhere you go, every interaction, every decision, every choice, every relationship, you are always taking in and you are always giving out what you participate in, whatever you participate in, impacts the way your brain works. Not just what you think, but the way you think. Whatever you participate in affects the processing of your brain and the way your brain will respond, will react, the way your brain will view The way your brain will decide what you participate in impacts the way your brain works. And the way you think determines the way you live. The way you think determines the way you behave and the way you live. So you better be careful what you participate in. You better be careful what you let in. You better be careful what you receive. You better be careful what you allow. You better be careful what you take part in because it's going to affect you. So as life is serving up all kinds of things that you can't help but to see and to hear, you better be very intentional about what you yourself are putting in. Come on, somebody. You only amen at the beginning when I said I'll preach short. Guard your heart. It means this to guard your heart means to protect what you see with your eyes. To guard your heart means to protect what you hear with your ears. To protect your heart means to guard, to guard your heart means to protect what you do with your body, because what you let in is going to affect what comes out of every area of your life, your mind is always absorbing like a sponge. Your mind is always learning, always learning. You are always taking in information and deciding. You get another wrinkle in your brain. Come on, everything. You notice stuff around you. Your mind is always absorbing, always learning. It's always being formed. Your mind is always being conditioned from the relationships that you choose to keep, the decisions that you make, the places that you go, The events that you attend, the people around you, the teachings that you sit under, the music you listen to, it is all influencing your perspective, it is all influencing your worldview. It is all influencing the path that you will go down. It is influencing the way you will feel. It is influencing where you go and where you end up. What you allow now will determine what you live in later. That's a promise. Guard your heart because out of it flow all the issues of life. Protect what your heart goes through. Man, life will put your heart through enough without your help. But my, 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 the stuff that we put our heart through because we won't just get out or we won't just stop or we won't just say no. Protect your heart. Protect what your heart goes through because it will be forming the kind of life you have. You know how You're very, very careful to protect little children. You ever watch, you ever have to watch some kids for the afternoon? Or if you're a parent, you're watching them more than an afternoon. You ever have to watch some kids? When you are responsible to take care of a child and you're watching them, all of a sudden you become hypersensitive to what's on the TV. Before the kids showed up, the TV was just on. And somebody could say, hey, what was on the TV today? And you could say, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, but you do know. Because when there's a kid in the room, you can be doing something else entirely. And all of a sudden... Through everything else happening, you say, whoa, 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 whoa. Change the channel. Change the channel. Fast forward. Turn it off. All of a sudden, your subconscious becomes conscious. All your spidey senses kick in. All of a sudden, what you think you don't know, you did know all the time, but you zeroed in on the danger. Are you hearing me? When you're watching a child, you become, all of a sudden, this this laser radar comes on and you become hypersensitive what, to what's on the TV, to what's on the radio. Wait a minute, what did she say on that? Nope, change the radio station. We don't do that in this car. Or in in a real emergency on the television, the kid's face gets smashed, and the kid can't breathe, and you're trying to find the remote. First of all, why'd you have that on there anyway? You become hypersensitive to what's on the radio. You become hypersensitive to creepers in the grocery store in the park you become very careful to protecting this child all of a sudden you're a bodyguard all of a sudden you are secret service all of a sudden you're aware and you're you're being intentional now you're watching You're careful about where you take them. You become very careful about what they should. Don't touch that. That might cut you. It's got rust on it. Don't touch that. It's hot. Watch out. There might be a snake in there. You don't know if there's a snake in there. Always watch for snakes. All of a sudden, you become aware about what they should not eat. Don't eat that! I dropped that on Thursday! (laughs) One time my cousin ate a two-week-old Jack-in-the-box taco out of our trunk. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that it didn't hurt him is terrifying, you know? I don't know if it was an act of God or whatever they put in the taco, but... Don't eat that! Don't eat that. Don't take that from them. You don't know where it's been. Put that down. Put that down. You don't know who's touched that. Quit touching everything. Don't lick that. We're in Walmart. Quit licking stuff. Why why are you licking the cart? Did you see who just pushed that cart in? Yeah, he's disgusting. Quit licking the cart. Don't chew that bubble gum. It was someone else's, and it's already got a shoe print. <laughs> it tastes good. True story. I gave Gabe Barlow $5 to eat a piece of candy in the hospital waiting room once. <laughs> You really needed the five bucks, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) We become hypersensitive. Do you realize how much intention, now that we're talking about it, do you realize how much intention you put when when a child is there, when an innocent person is there, all of a sudden... I mean, the roughest folks in the world go into protective mode to protect that baby, right? We already know the principle. What if you decided to guard your heart the way you guard kids? How you feel about kids Is how God feels about you. You know how we think kids are real valuable and we think we're kind of don't matter? I'm that way. I think a lot of us are that way. You know, oh, man, this child is precious. This child is valuable. It doesn't matter what happened to me. Whatever. I've already been there, done that. I'm already, you know, I'm already an idiot. I've already skewed my view. I've already seen too much, heard too much, done too much. I already say things I shouldn't say. Whatever, it's me. Like, whatever. Forget me. But I got to protect this kid. This kid has value. You have that same value. You know, God doesn't like it when you talk about yourself the way I just talked about myself. You start saying, I'm worthless, I'm an idiot. God says, watch it, you're talking about one of my kids. You have value. The way that you feel about protecting this kid is the way God feels about protecting your heart. What if you started guarding your heart the way you guard children? What a different world this would be. We know the principle because we do it with kids. We know that what people experience is going to affect them. We don't want the kid to see that because they'll have nightmares. We don't want the kid to eat that because it'll make them sick. We don't want them to hear that because it's going to cause them to think about things that they're not mature enough to think about yet. It's going to turn lights on that shouldn't be on yet. We know this. We know that those things are going to affect us. And we automatically do this with children. We take what we know is right and we make it a priority despite what the kid wants. Let them scream. Let them cry. Let them be frustrated. Let them be inconvenienced. Let them stomp and get mad at us, but we love them more than we love their pleasure this second. We love them more than we care about what they want right now. So we say, No, I'm guarding you. Get mad if you want. Have a bad day if you want, but I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect you if it means you cry instead of smile. I'm going to protect you if it means you get angry instead of relax. Oh, but you and me, no, we just want what we want. I want to feel this right now, so I'll do this. I want to feel this right now, so I'm going to watch that. I want to feel this way, so I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to I want to feel this way, so I'm going to make this purchase that I can't afford. Damaging our hearts and going to pay for it later. I hope this is helping somebody. With ourselves, we throw caution to the wind. And we think that somehow we can put anything in that we want and we'll still get the right result. Because it's me, because I know how. Wrong. You're prideful. You're prideful and you're wrong. It doesn't work that way. And you're not going to beat the system and you're not as cute as you think you are. Come on. The income produces the outcome. The income will always produce the outcome. Start guarding yourself as intentionally as you guard a child. Quit believing that it will work differently for you than it will for them. There is enough that we are forced to endure just by growing up. Don't add junk to it your own self. You know, this thought of protecting the heart and seeing a good life probably sheds some light on this verse, Matthew 18, 3. And he said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that interesting in light of everything we just talked about with the heart? He says, unless you're like a child, you don't experience the kingdom. Some people would take this just as a salvation verse or about getting to heaven later. I think it's much bigger than that. I think this deals with experiencing the kingdom way in God's kingdom right here, right now. He says, if you'll be childlike, You can experience the kingdom, but if you don't become like a child, you only experience the world. What does it mean to be childlike? Well, children, here's your fill in the blank, children are trusting. Children are forgiving. Children are loyal. And children are faith-filled. Because they see the very best in everything. And they see the best in everybody. Children live in innocence. And it's because they have the purest minds. They have the brightest outlook. They have the most fun and the greatest adventures. And they can do all that in their house or backyard. They are able to see and experience The good. The good. Mark 9 and 42 in the Amplified. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe and trust in me to stumble, that is to sin or lose faith, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone, one requiring a donkey's strength to turn it, were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. pretty serious. God takes very seriously. Now put this in context because we're not just talking about kids. God is very serious about protecting the innocence of the heart. God is very serious about guarding it. You see, whatever gets into this affects everything else Where am I at? <laughs> this childlike attitude, this childlike perspective, it is a very difficult attitude to have when we are surrounding ourselves and filling ourselves with ungodliness. And I'm not just talking about sins. I'm talking about there is so much that we put into this that affects it negatively and changes our view. And it is very hard to keep that precious attitude when we are constantly affected by ungodliness. If we are going to experience the kingdom, we must guard our hearts. Really, the word is soul. Our mind, our will, and our emotions. You're used to me saying that every week. Let me add to it. Our affections and our conscience. He said to guard it above all else. Listen, our trash pickup day is Friday, So do you know when we put the trash out? Thursday. We put the trash out on Thursday night. Fill the cans. We roll them out. We put them at the edge of the street. And then you know what we do when we roll them out? We turn our back. And we go back in the house. And we leave the trash there unwatched. Unprotected. We just leave it there all night long. Why? Because it's worthless. We do not guard it because it doesn't have value. We leave it out for the taking. Why would you leave your heart out unguarded? Why would you leave your heart unprotected? Why would you leave your heart unwatched, the most valuable thing you have? It's the thing that determines your whole life. It's the thing that determines your direction. It's the part of you that connects God and his It connects God to your insides to live your life outside. It's the part of you that links heaven to earth. It's your compass. Protect it. Guard it. Keep it. Why would you leave your heart like trash? Don't participate in things that are going to add weight to your conscience. Watch it and keep it. Don't participate in things that will add weight. It's going to cloud your thinking. It's going to cloud your ability to make the next decision. Hebrews 12 and 1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Church, and listen, this is for everybody, obviously, but today I'm talking to our graduates. This message is for you. This message was birthed, young people that you've got your caps and gowns on, this message was birthed out of me praying for you. I was praying for you when God gave me this message. This message is God's love to you. This is God's warning. This is God's protection. This is God's care. This is God being a father to you. This is God putting safeguards and roadblocks in place. I prayed for you about this service, and God told me to say this. God is telling you this for where you are headed. Don't stay in situations where people are allowed to lie to your heart. Don't stay in situations where people are allowed to steal from your heart. Don't stay in situations where people get to abuse your heart and trample your heart. And don't you be the person that does this to your own heart. Here are three things to remember about protecting your heart. Number one, you are solely responsible for guarding your heart. Hopefully your parents have made a decision to guard your heart. But once you are grown, it's only your responsibility. And really I'd like to say to those who aren't grown, it's your responsibility now. Guarding your heart is your job. You do not get to blame anyone else if you don't do it. Stuff's going to happen. People are going to hurt you. You will be affected. But it's your fault if you stay there. And it's your fault if you don't get out. You are in charge of protecting your heart. Number two, God is always there. Whatever situation you get in, wherever you find yourself, whatever you may do, whatever mistake you might make, whatever failure, wherever you find yourself, no matter who else is around, God is always there. He'll never leave. He'll never forsake you. God will be there. Call on him. It doesn't matter if you do a really 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 dumb thing. God does not leave. Call on him. Never be so ashamed that you don't cry out to God. He's waiting. God is always there wherever you are. Maybe you say you if your heart is in a bad place even today. Maybe you say, I haven't guarded my heart. It's been abused. It's been trampled. It's been stolen from, and I gave it away, and I hurt my heart. It's not over for you. There is hope. I know a heart healer. I know a restorer. I know a redeemer. I know a protector. God is always there. Number three, God will always place people near you to help you get to safety. You are not by yourself. No matter where you go, God will have people there. God will have people somewhere there if you will call home to God, he probably is not going to make you disappear and translate you home. If you call out to God, he's going to put a direction on your heart. And he's going to put something on a person's heart. And you'll find each other. You will never be by yourself. And God help us to be those people for those that are here. So number one, you're responsible. Number two, God is always there. And number three, God will always place people near you to get you to safety. You are not by yourself. So our life flows from our heart. We are responsible for protecting our heart. No amount of excuses will change how this works. No exceptions exist. This is the system above all else. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. With all of that in mind, let me read a familiar verse and see if it gives some context. John 7, 37 and 38. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. What we lean on is what will flow out. So fill yourself with goodness. Fill yourself with righteousness. Fill yourself with wholesomeness and wholeness. Fill yourself with Jesus every day of your life. Guard your heart. Give him a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Some tell the kids church that it's time to join us as we pray for our seniors. Thank you, John. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While we are waiting for them, let's stand for just a moment. It's going to take them just a minute to get over here. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus as Savior, in short, we are all, before we come to Christ, we are sinners On our way to destruction. Sinners on our way to hell. But God loves us so much, He said, I don't want them to go. So He built a bridge to heaven with two wooden beams and three nails in the body of His own Son. And Jesus hung on that cross, one beam pointing up to heaven, the one pointing out to earth, the mediator of salvation, the God-man, the connection, the one that connects us and made it possible for us to cross the bridge. If you're here and you have never said, God, I know I'm a sinner, but I know Jesus died for me, and I say, yes, wash me, cleanse me, come into my life. That's called being born again. When you do that, he kills, gets rid of the old spirit and gives you a brand new spirit that's holy and one with Jesus. If you've never done that, would you step out of your seat right now and would you come and join me? Forget what anybody else thinks. Would you come and join me and I will lead you in a prayer as you receive Jesus as Savior. Would there be even one, no matter how young, how old, If you're watching at home, you can cry out to him right where you are. Pray something like I just prayed. Tell him that you know you're a sinner. Tell him that you know he loves you, Rose again. that you know that Jesus is the son of God and God himself and that he died on the cross and rose again and ask him to come in. And if you make that decision today, would you please click the message button and let us know that you made that decision. You can just say that. Pastor, I made that decision today. And then I want to send you a, a book, a free book, has nothing to do with our church, but it'll help you to get started in your walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord another hand clap. <laughs> Everyone may be seated, but our seniors and their parents. We would ask our seniors and their parents, if you would, to line up here on this wall. Starting at the, starting at the steps, and we'll get them in this order if we can. Uh, so starting at the step, Zeke and his family, and then Caden, and then Benji. And then Alexis, and then Gage, and then Gracie. Yeah, we could uh, we could move them back a little bit. As I as I call your name, you'll approach the stage. And you'll walk over and you'll stand in front of your gift bag with your family behind you and just follow follow suit all the way across. First of all, isn't this awesome? And I'll tell you something else that's awesome. I hear from people all the for years say, yeah, we don't have any young people in our church. Our church is, you know, there's just a lot of us that have been here for years, all older folks. Or you hear of a, a church and they say, man, we just got basically all kids at our church, but we need that wisdom. We need those elders. We need to have. And here at the river, man, we've got everybody, every color, every size, every shape, every age from every background. And I think it looks like heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our graduates, Ezekiel Daniel Barlow, (laughs) son of Gabriel and Katie Barlow, and Ashley and Stephen Carmichael, and Zeke is a graduate of West County High School. And an excellent dancer to boot. <laughs> Ezekiel will be attending Mineral Area College in the fall, on an A plus scholarship, <laughs> while studying electrical technology. <laughs> That's so good. Caden Dale Counts, son of Kyle. And Dawn counts. And I went to school with Kyle. Caden is a graduate of Farmington High School. He plans to become a traveling pipe welder. Give it up for the trades. Come on. Benjamin Button. I mean, Benjamin Isaac Daniels. (laughs) Son of Richard Daniels and Lori and Nick Kreitz. Benji is a graduate of Valley R6 High School. Oh, this is so good. His plans are to go into computer programming and tech services. It's so weird because uh, the Rose and I, the church is just now at the place, we're seeing like full circle stuff where we saw these kids as little. Zeke is my godson, and I remember when he came home from the hospital, and I remember him in his little gingerbread-looking snowsuit, and now he's graduated, and it's just fantastic. A little bit. I'm not crying. You're crying. Alexis Georgia Gates. Daughter of Thomas and Carolyn Gates, Alexis is a graduate of North County High School. And after graduation, Alexis plans on going into the field of welding. Hey, you might want to connect with this guy over here. You guys can... Gage Dalton Rue. Son of Adam and Jesse Rue and Aaron Camden... Gage is a graduate of Missouri Connections Academy. And after graduation, Gage plans, his plans are to go into trade or enlist in the military. <laughs> Gracie Schutz, am I saying it right? Daughter of Travis and Angela Schutz. Gracie is a graduate of Potosi High School. Gracie plans to attend Missouri State University this fall and earn her bachelor's in psychology to become a child abuse counselor. So, Gracie, I'll give you a copy of my notes from today's message, and then you can use it in all of this. Praise the Lord. Well, we, uh, we of course, have, have these gifts for all of you. Um, This is something that we are doing. We are pairing all of our graduates with faithful mentors from the church to be in contact with them over the next year, two years, however long, to pour into their lives. Now, uh, help me with who goes with who. And of course, Vince and Brittany are not here.
0: So, um, Vince will be paired up with Ezekiel. Uh, Jeremy, if you'll come forward, Jeremy Henderson will be paired up with Caden. Brandy Henderson will be paired up with Alexis. Um, Nick Kreitz will be paired up with uh, Gage. Lori Kreitz will be paired up with Gracie. And Todd Mahaney will be paired up with Benji. If you guys will come forward at this time, I think on the stage to be appropriate. If you'll
1: Yeah, and I mean, you can do that, or you can stay with your own child. You know, because we are going to pray for. We're going to pray for them. And so, Why don't you go to? You know, yeah. All right. So we are going to pray. Those that are behind our graduates, if you would lay your hands on them, uh, yes, please. Sit back there? We are going to we're going to anoint these in olive oil anointing. Uh, it's just symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit, and this is just symbolic of what we believe is happening the protection, and the guidance that we are praying for these. And so, would you join us in stretching your hands? Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful. God, we're so thankful for Zeke. We're so thankful for his family and that they are all here together in this place. And God, we're so proud And right now, we bless him in the name of Jesus. Father, with your protection, with your wisdom, with your direction, Father, with your knowledge, even as your word is said, with witty inventions, Father, we stand with him for where you would take him. And we thank you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for this young man, which we've gotten to know in recent months and that we love and respect. And God, we are so grateful for Caden's heart and how he has come. And Father, he doesn't just sit here, but he's been a blessing to this body. Father, he's been a help to the kids' church and ministering to people through, uh, through the Easter production and helping in any way that he can. And, Father, we bless him with your protection, with your wisdom, God, your grace, your help. Father, and we ask that you would speak to all these, that wherever they go, they're not by their self. You are there, and we are there, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Father, for Benji, God, thank you. We've got to watch him all these years, Father, from being a child into being a man. And, Father, we thank you for what is in his mind and in his heart, Father. Father, we thank you for the giftings that you put inside him and how he's been pouring those into use here, Father, in your, in your church, Father, for your kingdom work. And, Father, you know the road that you've laid ahead of, him, ahead of him. You know what's in his heart. We bless him, God, your protection, your wisdom, your grace, in Jesus' name. Father, for Alexis... Father, for this precious, kind, sweet, compassionate, helpful, generous heart, God, for this young woman that stands before us right now, God, we are grateful, and we're grateful for the part that we've had in sharing her, and Father, you know what lies ahead, and Father, we agree with her for all of your best, and we bless her, Father, your wisdom, your direction, your grace, your protection. In Jesus' name, for Gage, God, thank you for this young man. Father, thank you for this hard worker. Thank you for this honest person. Father, for this kind person. Father, thank you that of all the places he could be, that he's standing here right now. Father, we are grateful. And Father, we stand with him for his future. Father, we bless him with your wisdom, protection, your grace, and direction in Jesus' name. And Father, for Gracie, Father, we thank you that she's here today. We thank you for her accomplishments. We thank you, God, all these young people for their graduation, Father, that they've made it through this part. Father, you know everything that lies ahead of her. And Father, the heart that she has to go into work with abused kids Father, she will need your help. She will need her words to be seasoned with salt. She'll need to be able to hear calmly, confidently to listen. Father, as these kids are talking, she's going to hear what else is going on. And Father, we pray that the answers will rise up inside of her. Father, help her in this schooling and education. Father, help her to absorb it like a sponge. We bless her with your wisdom. With your grace, as her name is, Father, with your direction and protection, in Jesus' name, amen. Give these a hand. Yeah, would you stand? And give them
0: a great big hand. It's amazing. Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.